Hello and welcome. My name is Dylan Arvella and you're listening to another episode of the IPL Informer podcast. I was pretty skeptical whether we would get any IPL season at all, but we're a month in now and to, to discuss the action over the last week and look ahead to round five. I'm joined by three guests, including one of my favourite Illawarra Mercury journos, Josh Bartlett. How are things, mate? Oh, come on, Dylan. I've got to be your favourite by now, surely, mate. How are you going? Uh, in, give give it time, mate. Give it time. <laughs> We're also joined by Paul Campbell defender Nathan Belsito on the back of his side's big win on the weekend. Cheers for coming on, Nathan. No problem. Thanks for having me, Dill. Sensational. And finally, we have constant goalkeeper and I'm pretty sure it's fair to say vice-captain Blake Horton on the line from down the coast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, appreciate coming on. Thank you. Sensational. Nathan, I do want to start with Port Kembla, first of all, because your side picked up the win on the weekend. It was a 1-0 result over the Albion Park White Eagles, a side that uh, many teams, many people would have fancied heading into that match. But uh, in the end, it's Port's first win of the season. It's new coach Rob Davies' first win of the season. And uh, yeah, Mitch DiPietro, net of the winner. Talk us through it. Yeah, it was just an all-round good day. You know, we, we started off getting points in the youth grade. Uh, reserve grade got a draw and, and we were lucky enough to get a win. Um, after the Coromel game, Rob officially took over and, you know, we got washed out against Bulleye that weekend. I, I think that might have been a bit of a blessing in disguise for us because we, we had two weeks under the new coach, you know, he really picked up the vibes of training. You know, a lot of the players jumped on the back of what he what he had to say and, and he earned our respect pretty quickly. And, and I felt that a big win was coming, you know. So mm. I know it would have surprised a lot of people, but yeah, we'll take it. Was it pretty tough? Obviously, the former coach left just before the season started. There was that rough opening day against Balambi. Then you take on Coromel, who are the reigning premiers. It was... Would have a lot would have been going through the players' heads, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a busy first month. You know, there's no questions about it, and, and the draw didn't do us any favours. But I mean, yeah, a fresh start with Rob has, has been amazing. You know, that, that's that's what we've been after. You know, if if I can sum Rob up pretty simply, he's just brought a real fresh enthusiasm to the club and. And he's got a good attention to detail and he's incredibly organised. And I think moving forward, that's exactly what we need. Josh, you were at Weatherall Park on Sunday afternoon. Pretty blustery conditions, I believe. What did you make of the match? Uh, I'll put it this way. I wasn't jealous of you being out there, Nathan. It was uh, freezing and windy. <laughs> it was hard enough trying to control the laptop on the sideline, mate. So, uh, look, a bit of gutsy win, mate. Really, really gutsy win there by Paul Kembler. Um, Mitch was the first to admit after the game it wasn't the prettiest goal he's ever scored. Uh, a bit of a fumble there at the back from the goalkeeper. But, uh, yeah, look, a win's a win, isn't it, Nathan? And I guess, what's your goals now for the rest of the year? Now you've kind of got that one win on the board. Can you guys start to build from there? Well, well, I mean, obviously due to COVID, you know, some players have left us and, and obviously our old coach has gone on to a different opportunity, you know, but with change comes new opportunities and... And, you know, like, Port Kembla's a, a very proud club. You know, there's no two ways about it. You know, that, obviously, the main goal is to get them back to where they deserve to be. But, you know, baby steps at the moment. And, you know, I think we're heading in the right direction. You know, 
if we just keep chipping away, I, I think we might be able to rack up a few wins this season and make it difficult for a lot of opposition. And Nathan, I was telling someone that you were coming on the show and they were begging me to ask, who, who is going to be the coach for 2021? I've, I've heard heaps of names being chucked in the air. Some of them seem a lot more ludicrous than others, but uh, Rob's in the chair at the moment. You gave him pretty good raps earlier. Fairly limited coaching experience, but he's got, he's, uh, got a really great chance to push his cause throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, you know what Illawarra football is like. You know, the rumours circulate pretty quickly and I'm hearing a new name every couple of days as well. You know, some are raising my eyebrows. and But, you know, overall, I suppose it's above my pay bracket to really say who's going to be the coach next season. But i got faith in the committee. I'm sure Emilio and Albert and Sean, they'll have a few sleepless nights over this decision. But... You know, I'm sure that they'll make the right decision for the club. But at the, at the end of the day, Rob's there now. He's doing a great job. You know, he's focused on this season and, and how we go on moving forward. But if, I mean, look, the, the, no doubt there'll be a meeting between Rob and the committee over the next few weeks. I, I'm not exactly sure what uh, Rob's commitments are going into next year. But, I mean, he's doing a fantastic job at the moment. And, the reality is it's, it's guys like him that you want around your club. You know, he's a, he's a great guy. He might not have a lot of coaching experience, but I think what he brings is what he's learned as a player. He's, he's a Paul Kembler legend. He's played at a high level and he understands what's required to get results. You know, whether he wants to take that role on full-time next year or not, I'm not 100% at this stage, but, you know, for now we'll focus on this year and, and move forward. Fair call there, and your side have a pretty big game against Winuna on the weekend, a chance to go two from two against a Sharky side that hasn't played in a couple of weeks. But uh, let's move on and discuss the Coniston match. Blake, it was a 2-2 draw away to Cringilla Lions. I know Jeff Allport is an ambitious coach, and I wonder, was he seeing that result as a point gained or two points lost? Um, for me, I think... <sighs> From a from a player's point of view, I think it was two points lost. To be honest, um, we had the majority of the majority of the possession. I feel majority of the chances. Um, fortunately, we just we just didn't pull our way uh, on the weekend. I think um, it was a close game. I'm not going to lie. Both teams were in it. Both teams could have stolen the stolen the stolen the points. Um, at the at, at the death, I think both of us had a shot at each end, which was saved by both myself and another goalkeeper. And I, I think, to be honest, the point for me is. Was a good result, but I think we really we could have got the, the three if we if we put our chances away. So um, from a coaching point of view, yeah, he probably was a bit more disappointed with the three points. Yeah. How big of a, a mission was the likes of Takakayano and uh, Frank Piero in the middle of the park? Um, it was okay. I think the guys who stepped in they um, they done a good job. I mean, it was a bit of a bumpy pitch, so it made it a bit difficult to try to play kind of through the middle. So we tried to I guess spread it wider to use the, the, the wider guys instead of going down the middle through, through what was a yeah, very, very bumpy, lumpy pitch, um, which caused a bit of havoc for everyone, including the Cringilla players trying to play football. But um, no, the guys who stepped in, they, they've done a great job. And, and yeah, we've got a, a fair bit of depth through those positions, which is, which is, which is great. A lot of the young guys coming up, giving their opportunities, and they, yeah, they're trying to show themselves. So it was, it was a good, good performance by the guys who came in and replaced them. So can't complain too much about, about that, but they've done a good job. 
Coniston have an interesting match against the Balambia Rosellas this weekend, which we'll discuss a bit later. Just highlighting the results, the other results from the weekend. Bulleye had a two-all draw with Wollongong Olympic Balls Paddock, which was a cracking match, to be honest. I was at that game on Saturday night. Tarawana beat South Coast two goals to one. While on Sunday, Port picked up that win over the White Eagles and Wollongong United defeated Coromel two goals to nil. All are at the top of the table. South Coast United are at the bottom, but realistically, it's probably still too early to make any conclusions about what is happening on the table. But I want to move on to a couple of talk, talking points. The first being the Burt Bampton Cup. Bull I secured their passage through to the, their second Burt Bampton Cup final in three years after beating Cringillart 2-0 on Tuesday night. Of course, they are the defending cup holders and they'll meet Wollongong United in, on the first Sunday in September. It's only a few weeks away, but the venue is yet to be determined. The, determined the previous three venues in reverse chronological order were JJ Kelly Park, Wetherill Park and Cream Park. I want to know what you guys think, where you guys think the final should be played. I imagine two of you will have a, a bit of biases, even though you aren't quite involved, but hopefully you can mix things up. I'm, I'm going to put it out there and say, oh, I think it should be at him and Clennam Park. But I know that won't be a popular decision for many. But uh, as things stands, I'm not too sure about some of the surfaces around the Illawarra at the moment. So you've already touched on that, Blake. And yeah, even even JJ Kelly Park, a, a ground that I rate very highly, was relatively soft before it became an aquarium a couple of weeks ago. So, Josh, I'm going to start with you, mate. Where do you think it should be played? Yeah, look, I think it it's pretty relevant at the moment. It kind of depends on the weather, which is probably part of the reason why they're holding off. Uh, uh, look, if it's wet weather, obviously it should be in McLennan Park. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah. JJ Kelly, they're all good suggestions, mate. But as I said, it'll come down to the weather for me. I just don't know if, um, given the schedule, whether games will be able to be pushed back too much because we've already got pretty much a whole round of football that needs to be kept caught up somewhere. I don't think Football South Coast and the Men's Council want uh, a cup final to be lingering too close to the final series. So... I just, I just think that McLennan Park, you, you, you're guaranteed that the game's going to go ahead. Um, well, as, as close as you can be to guaranteed. But, um, Blake, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm the same. It, it does go off the river, unfortunately. I mean, you saw the, the damage that happened with the storms. Um, with every, every ground, every grass field was just covered in mortar. Um, for the game to go ahead, yeah, you, you're correct. It'd go with the artificial surface, which is... It's irrelevant of the weather in the end, um, but obviously if you if it's a good weather and, and the, the grounds kind of dry out, I think JJ Kelly's probably got one of the better surfaces. Um, I know it sounds a bit biased, but it does. It's got one of the better surfaces that I've played on in the last couple of weeks, um, and even the last year. So um, if it's a good weather, JJ Kelly, of course. Uh, but if it's obviously it's depending on the weather, I'd go with Ian McLennan as well. Um, that would be the smartest option. Have you uh, been on JJ Kelly since that massive downpour, three or four day downpour? No, yeah, no, no. We, we train on the outside field um, just to try to preserve that main main surface so that it can fully dry out and fully get back. I mean, this weekend we're playing against Balambi on there, so it'll be a good test to see how the drainage goes and how it, how it all goes from there. So it'll be a, it'll be an interesting round and uh, hopefully not too wet. Mm, because that. That easterly side was pretty much 
uh, the 25% in would have been all submerged. So that uh, is a bit of a concern. And I know, I believe it's the southeasterly side that's had a bit of uh, drainage concerns in the past, but when dry, fantastic service. Um, And there is a bit of, it's a bit windy today. It's meant to be a bit windy throughout the week. So I think that's all sorted out for the weekend at least. But uh, Nathan, Wetherill Park, that's a... that's a venue that's held Birmingham Cup finals. It's held District League finals in the past. Um, it's probably held a Premier League final in the past somewhere. But uh, where do you think this year's Birmingham Cup final should be played? Got to be Weatherall Park, mate. Uh, um, yeah, we trained on the pitch uh, last night. It, it was in good nick. And we've only got, I think it's five home games this season. So, you know, not too many matches on it. The grass seems pretty good, and yeah, after all the rain, it held up pretty nice. So yeah, can't see why not. Is that uh, stand on? I believe it's sort of the north, northeasterly sort of side of the ground. Is that going to be finished this season, or what's to go there? Yeah, I'm hearing mixed reports on that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's meant to be finished this season, but um, yeah, just slowly but surely, it's it's getting there. No worries. Well, I, I tended to expect that they would have been the the answers from you guys, but uh, I'm going to stick with McLennan Park. JJ Kelly on a perfect day is is fantastic as well. And I've got to say, I, I remember the the district league grand final between Helensburg and Orilla back in 2017 was a fantastic day out at Weatherill Park. But uh, there will be other clubs that uh, would want to put their hand up, of course. Um, Macedonia Park and Cream Park. Unfortunately, I was at Cream Park uh, on Tuesday night for that Birmingham Cup match, and it wasn't in it wasn't in fantastic nick. But um, you know, there's uh, plenty of options that uh, are around. The second point that I want to discuss on this week's podcast is an article that I penned on Tuesday titled "Kick Around, Think Again," which I wrote on the back of that epic between Bulleye and Wollongong Olympic on Saturday. It's obviously a very weird season, Blake, but in the actual game, is there any different feeling and would lifting a trophy at the end of the season have an asterisk next to it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, coming coming from a, a, a player's point of view, I think um, for us to even be out playing is, is, is a miracle. You know, I mean, we've had a lot, uh, a lot going on, obviously, in the last couple of months, but there hasn't been a really different feel. Um, that I can that I can kind of see. And I think everyone, every club would be doing the same thing. You're going to play your best you can, and obviously lifting the trophy at the end, it, it wouldn't matter if it's a normal season or even half a season. It's still a great achievement to to go through it all and and, and have something at the end of it. Um, there, but for me, no. The, the feel for feel around the teams, everyone's pretty good. They've been pretty good. They've been very professional. Um, always been, you know, on the ball whenever they come out and play, running from the start. So. No, for me, the feeling's the same. There's no real big difference. Other than, of course, there's the season being shorter with the games. But other than that, everything is, is going quite smoothly, which, which, is a, which is a good feeling, knowing that we've had, obviously, a chance we weren't even going to play and the coronavirus coming through. It, it, it's still a good feeling to see that, you know, every club is still putting everything they can into it. And no matter what the results are at the end of the year, I think every club will be pushing to get that silverware, you know? some sort of trophy or something at the end of it. So everyone will be pushing for the same goal, which is a great, great thing to see. So mm-hmm. no, for me, I think it's, I think it's good to, 
have us all back out there and, and there's no big difference between a normal season and this season to me yet. Nathan, I know you're quite a competitive character. Does that competitive edge have been lost at all this year? Oh, look, to be honest, if you asked me two months ago, I was against the IPL coming back, if I'm completely honest. You know, I thought it was best that we all had the year off. I mean, it's well documented. Some players have left the league. Some of the foreign players have, have gone home. You know, and, and look, I've been a port for a few seasons now and, you know, upon reflection of, you know, whether I should go play with my mates or, you know, have the year off, you know, speaking to committee members and that, I mean, they're down at the ground five out of seven days, you know, washing the bibs, cleaning the sheds, you know, chasing sponsors, all for us to, to have a game on a Saturday Arvo. So, you know, I thought to myself, this is my chance that I can give back to the club, you know, and, and the least I can do is give up my Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday Arvo to try and keep the club competitive. And I mean, now that the season's up and running, I'm loving it, you know. I've played in this league a long time now and to me, it's just as competitive as any other season, you know. If, if you go through the team sheets, you know, one or two players are missing, but I feel like a lot of the clubs have retained their core group and and at the end of the day, we're just all out there happy to be playing football. And yeah, you know, if if it means I can I can win a trophy at the end of the year, or there's a trophy available, yeah, I'm, I'm keen as. Mm. I mentioned in an article, yeah, the team sheets are still looking pretty strong around the competition. Josh, what are your thoughts on this this concept? It's probably a little bit harder for me, to be honest, Dylan. It's my mm. first year covering the Premier yeah, League, true. so I'm not sure what normal is. But uh, look, as a, someone coming in this year, or end of last year, I've been very impressed uh, with the standard. As uh, Nathan mentioned, we've lost some imports, but there's still a lot of quality on the list. It's probably opened the door for a few more kids to have a run, well, you know, teenagers, young fellas to have a run, which mm. is always a good thing for, for any kind of local sport. So, but I'm not sure what the barometer is, uh, to be honest, Dylan. Yeah. I just I I wrote that article on the back of a a bullseye Olympic match that felt like a bullseye Olympic match from last year or the year before or the year before that, full of intensity, full of passion, full of full of quality as they for most of the last few years have been a couple of the best sides in the competition and and uh, I just won't believe that a team won't celebrate a league championship, won't celebrate a Burp Ember Cup win, won't celebrate a a, um, a grand final win with the same passion as previous seasons because I probably didn't make this argument in the piece, but it's in many ways made it actually harder in some ways to uh, be competitive this season. So I think it's pretty unanimous here that... Uh, the, the competition's in a fairly good place considering what's gone on over the last, well, this year really. But let's talk about round five. We're going to start off with Wollongong United against South Coast United on Saturday, 2.30pm at Macedonia Park. United, uh, Wollongong United that is, are up to third after a win over Coromel, while South Coast are still searching for their first win of the season. I'll be tipping a home win here. Nathan, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, Wollongong United, they seem to be setting the pace early. You know, there's three grand finals available this season and they're in two of them. So, you know, they, they seem to be the team to beat so far. But South Coast are a tricky opponent, you know. I've got a lot of respect for Greg. He always sets his sides up really well. They're really hard to break down. 
I mean, I think Wollongong United will, will take the points, but you know, it won't be an easy, easy victory. I don't think. Blake Nathan just mentioned those cup finals. You've played United in a couple of cup matches already. What do you reckon? What do you think about that their, their side, and how do you think this match is going to turn out? Yeah, like Nathan said, um, yeah, Wollongong United being the home team, they've obviously got the, the advantage there. Um, but the the good thing is with United is that you know. We have played them now twice in, in cup matches, um, so we've got a good look at them. Um, yeah, they're, they're a good team. They're, they're up the, the higher end of the league for a reason. They're, they're always hard to come up against, uh, always hard to play against. They're really compact. They break well. They've got the, the, quick, the quick wingers and good, good striking force behind them. Um, but South Coast, again, they're, they're a team that you can't take lightly either. They've got a, they've got a great bunch of blokes behind them. And, and, and like, like Nathan said, the, the, the coaching behind them, they've They've really knuckled down and they're going to be a shock, I think, for a couple of teams that have come up against them. They've got a big, quick break for the front three. And if, you, if you're not prepared, they can, they can strike quite quickly and you'll be in trouble. So, for me, I think, I think United will get over the top of them um, this weekend. But I, I wouldn't put, well, put behind me that South Coast will give them a run for their money. So, it's going to be a close game, a really close game, I think. Josh, what way are you leaning? Um, I'm going to finish the clean, clean sweep there. Look... Uh, I think Bulleye and Wollongong United have set the tone this year. They've been the, the benchmark so far this season. Having said that, I think South Coast United are better than the latter suggests. Uh, but I, I think United will get the get the chocolates in this one. Interesting season for South Coast. They've struggled to put the same 11 on the park. They had that draw against Olympic. They scored three against Coniston. And when you score three, you'd like to think, oh, if, you're, if it's your team, you'd like to think you win. So... Yeah, that Tarawana game will be, it was a, would have been seen as a bit of a setback for South Coast, but I think it's fair to say United deserve the favourites tag heading into that match. Moving on to Winuna against Port Kembla, Saturday, 2.30pm at Ocean Park. Winuna have played just two matches this season, both coming in before I had Tyler Bromham Fuller on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. So it will be a busy final two months of the season for the Sharkies. While Nathan's Port come into this match on the back of a W, I'm leaning towards a draw. Josh, what's your tip? Yeah, I'm going to go a draw just because I, I don't know which way to go. So it's a safe option. Uh, as you said, Winuna haven't played much lately. They, they started the season quite competitively. Um, and and Kembley, you guys have the momentum of a win. So I'll go with a draw on the fence. Blake is the safe option, but uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell, really, like I said. I'm saving Nathan, Nathan to a laugh. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, I understand. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be hard for Woodin. I'm not playing those two games. I mean, it's quite hard to come back from washout, two washouts to try to come back and play. And, and you know, Port Campbell come in with the, the win behind him. They've got all the momentum. Um, I think it'd be a very close game. But, you know, I think with Port Campbell having their first win and having that momentum over a team that probably hasn't played. I think Port might come away with maybe with the points. Um, could be a very interesting game, but it'll be very close. I think it'll be a very close scoring game. And, and But I'd, I'd say maybe Port Campbell with the momentum would, would go over the line at this one. I, I do think now on reflection, two weeks off is a, is a fair fair time without football. I know that they were pretty frustrated that that game against Balimba was called off. But Nathan, Paul Kembler, what's the side look going to build on heading into this weekend? Is it, about, is it about keeping another clean sheet? Or is the side looking to get a couple of uh, goals in the back of the net? 
Yeah, I think we've just got to keep nailing the effort areas that, that Robbie's asking us to nail, you know. I, I don't know too much about Winuna, if I'm, if I'm honest, but what I do know is going to Ocean Park, you're going to get a tough game. You know, it's, it's never easy going out there. And, um, you know, I think coming off the back of the win, you know, the, the vibes are pretty positive. I, I, I'm fairly confident going into this game. I mean, if I'm Winuna, you know, they might think they might be able to pinch something out of this game. But, you know, I, I reckon we've got enough in the tank to get over the line this weekend. I just had a quick Google of the uh, weather forecast for Saturday. It's uh, 13 degrees cloudy with a bit of wind. So it sounds like a fantastic conditions to be heading, heading up to Shark Park right on the ocean there. But, um, yeah, well, okay, I we do have the I've momentum, so... I don't think I've played in a game at Ocean Park where it hasn't been gale force wind. I think um, it doesn't take that much wind for it to be at uh, at Shark Park for it to be um, to be uh, a bit unpleasant. But on a sunny day, it's nice. But seemingly every time I go there, most times I go there, it's also pretty pretty blustery. But I don't know how my tip is going to look uh, come Friday or Saturday morning, but I am still going to stick with the draw here. But uh, let's move to Wollongong Olympic v. Cringilla. It's on Saturday, 2.30pm as well at the PCYC. Olympic are fourth, and while they were great for periods on the weekend, they have now missed out on four points in their last two matches. Cringilla obviously had that draw with Coniston last week with goals for Nuno Perez and Peter Simonowski, but 90 minutes on Tuesday night won't benefit them, and they they were run pretty ragged by Bulleye as well, and probably regardless of Tuesday, I would have tipped Olympics, so yeah, that's the way I'm going. What do you reckon, Blake? Yeah, I mean, coming from experience, playing through games a week, it's it's difficult. It's really hard. Yeah, your team are fatigued, they're, they're a bit tired. Uh, especially being in Olympic at Olympics home ground, they're really solid. They know how to play on the smaller field that they've got at PCYC there. I think um, at this stage, I'd say Olympic would overcome Cringilla just for the pure fact that on their own ground, they just yeah, they just know how to play on it. They're just quick move of the ball and, and yeah, I'd back Olympic at their own ground any day. So yeah, that's that's where I'm going. Going with Olympic at their ground here. Nathan. Yeah, it's it's strange, you know, that Olympic haven't picked up full points. I, I think, I believe they're the best team in the competition. You know, you look at the, their keeper and the two centre-backs, Passfield, Every and, and Keating, you know, that's MPL quality. Then you go up front, Mato, Floro, you know, the Japanese guy. You know, they're, they're quality all over the park. But any team that has Simo and, and Nuno in it, you, you don't want to rule them out either. So it, it could go either way, but... In my opinion, I think Olympic will get the win here. Looks like we're going to have uh, four from four here, Josh. Yeah, look, Cringilla, Ben, I think I've said it on the podcast previously, Cringilla, to me, are the hardest team to work out this year. But, uh, look, there is a lot to like about the Lions. But for me, I mean, Olympic, they got a win against United. They, they had a draw with Bulleye. So I can't go against, I can't go against Olympic on that form guide. On to the next match. It is Tarawana v Bulleye Saturday, 2.30pm at Tarawana Rival. Bit of a rivalry match here. Tarawana will be buoyed by that win over South Coast United. They're just a goal outside the top five, but Bulleye are looking sharp. Good comeback point against Olympic, and they did 
really well to beat Cringilla in the semi-final of the Cup. Two goals early on. Luke Van Zyl is is one of the form players of the competition at the moment, and I expect him and the the bullseye attack to be just too good for the Blueies. Is that a fair assessment of things, Josh? Yeah, actually, I uh, spoke to uh, Blueies captain Mitch Ferrero today. Um, he's hoping to be back be back this weekend, which would of course be a boost for the Blueies. But I don't think it'll be enough against uh, a bullseye side that has got nine goals, I think, this season already, and uh, looks red hot. They're looking pretty intimidating going forward, and I. Th- Felt pretty sorry for Jack Bailey, for uh, Jake Bailey rather, for Cringilla last night because there he was just getting run ragged down the. He was playing right fullback and yeah, a tough, tough uh, opponent for any fullback. Um, Blake, can you see Tarawana springing an upset here? Ah, uh, coming from playing below, not not really below. I mean, they, they were class. They were class above us when they played us. Um, but you expect that from from below. They're, they're, they're a club that really kind of know what they're doing. They're, they've been a big club in the Illawarra for, for a long time and, and, and they're playing the best football, I think, at the moment as well. Um, they're super strong and, and yeah, I've, I've picked them to, to beat Tarawana on the weekend. But at Tarawana's field, you never know. Tarawana are going to fight hard. They're always a hard-fighting team. And at their own field, they may come away with something. But at, at this stage, I think the line are just, are just too strong. They're on a good roll and... Yeah, they're playing great football, so I think we'll lie. What way do you see this one going, Nathan? Yeah, look, Tarot young side, but they seem to be working pretty hard for Willis over there. So, you know, anything can happen, but Bullard seem to be real contenders this season. You know, I, I feel like they'll be there or thereabouts come the end of the year. But I'm actually going to go Tarot this weekend because we play Bulleye during the week. So if, if any Tarot one of folks are, are listening, don't be shy to throw in a few tackles because we wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind playing a lightened uh, Bulleye team on Wednesday night. <laughs> it could be uh, interesting for Bulleye that because obviously they had that tough game against Olympic. They played on Tuesday night and they played the, on the weekend. And then there's uh, that game next week. Is that that type of balls, Paddock? Is, is it not? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Well, if you are going to spring an upset against Bulleye next week, um, it's probably good, uh, a good lead up for them from, from your perspective, I would say. But uh, yeah, you're going with a Tarawana win, but uh, the, the rest of us will probably, yeah, yeah leaning towards in the way victory here. The last game on Saturday is a 3 p.m. kickoff at JJ Kelly Park, Coniston against the Balambi Rose Zellers, rather, I believe. Taka Kiano is uh, back for this one. Massive inclusion against a Balambi side who are still sitting second despite just playing two games. Really, it's vital to get a result here to keep in touch when you say, Blake? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, to get a result, I think at JJ Kelly, we kind of, we are really hoping for it. I mean, Balambi have had a week, well, an extra week off, um, obviously because they got washed out on weekend, which... Hopefully, it's in the upper hand for us, and we play consistently throughout. Um, yeah, I mean, at JJ Kelly, we're, we're quite strong. Uh, it's a home ground, so we've got the home ground advantage. And um, we've been playing good football at the moment. I think we played quite well against Grinjilla on, on a pitch that probably wasn't the greatest. We still were able to play some decent football and passing moves in there. And I think at our home ground, where we've got a decent surface underneath us, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that we can get the result. So I'm obviously going to go with Coniston. And... Um, yeah, let's hope we can, we can get over the line. So, that'd be good. 
I want to ask about your thrum players. Obviously, Brett Wilson's the senior figure there. Tommy's Tommy uh, Fijuaders looks very lively, and also Matt, young Matt Chencher. A lot's been made of the organisation of the back two thirds of the field, but um, when they click, they can be pretty exciting. Uh, sort of like uh, um, the other sides that are that have those interesting front frees, like South Coast and and Cringilla have the, that Simonovsky, Pires and Toby Nor- Norville combination. Um, your front three is a pretty interesting mix. Yeah, they are. They are. They're a, um, you've got a good mix of, I think, experienced head from Brett Wilson, which is um, which is great to have up front for any team. I mean, you, you want to have that experience up in the front third and, and have that cool head when you're under pressure. I think Tommy is, is a very good player too. He's got a great great skill, just, just silky little moves in and out, weaving in and out. His shots have been quite decent in training of late, so hopefully he can, he can hit back in the net this week. And, and Matt Chancher is, is a workhorse. He, he worked his worked his butt off all day, and he's always running onto the ones that, that look like there's nothing's going to happen. He'll make something happen from them. He's um, one of those players that, yeah, never gives up, and, and yeah, I credit to him because it, it pays off nine times out of ten. So um, if we can click on the weekend, yeah, it'd be very Great game for us and, and, and very wary for Volambi because um, if our front three can, can get going, I mean, yeah, they're unstoppable. So it'll be great to see them. Great to see us have a good challenge on the weekend. So, yeah, it'll be great. Volambi have their own front three, of course. The Cuthbert and Watson, Unicum. They last played in the Burton Cup just over a week ago. A 3-1 defeat to Wollong United. Played, played all right there, but um, I think I'm going to go for a draw. What say you, Josh? Yeah, look, um, I think Balambi have been kind of the surprise packet this year, haven't they? They've kind of surprised a few people um, with how they've come back into the into the district league. Uh, I think you sold me there, Blake. I think I'll go Coniston on the back of the home ground advantage. <laughs> you talked me into it, mate. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. I think this is a really probably the most interesting game this weekend. Uh, yeah, big call. I think they're two sides that, uh, of course, the two most recently promoted sides. Um, and they're sides that, at the start of the season, people were tipping whether if a good season would be challenging for top five. So it's uh, a top five six-pointer, if, if I guess you could uh, call it that. But, Nathan, who do you think wins this one? Look, I'll be honest. I reckon Balambi are one of the hardest teams to play in the comp at the moment, you know. They might not have, you know, the quality like some of the topper teams, but, you know, they've got a good game plan. They stick. They've got a good structure. They're physical. They're big, you know. They're, they're a really good side, you know. They're, they're well drilled. And from, from an outsider looking into their camp, I mean, they've obviously got a good thing going on over there and, and they, they seem to be picking up results and they are the surprise package, I'll, I'll be honest. And, you know, Connor, they had an amazing preseason. It, it seems like they've maybe gone a little bit flat. Uh, I, I feel maybe, you know, they they, they went 2 1 up against Crinney and let them back into the game. And, and you know, they, they scraped the result against South Coast. But, you know, they're still quality. You know, they, they did us in preseason, they got quality all over the park. So it's going to be a tough one, but, but I, might, I might take the minute. I'm going to echo Josh's thoughts that this is probably the uh, most interesting match of round five. But a game that's 
probably got a bit of marquee value about it as well. It comes on Sunday, 3 p.m. at Memorial Park between Carmel and the Albion Park White Eagles. It's a big match for Carmel, who are probably yet to hit their straps. If they can get a win here, their next month looks pretty promising in terms of they'd be considered favourites in most of their matches. Van went off with a knock against United. Not sure if he's going to be available or not, but uh, if he isn't, Rick Goodchild is really going to have to step up to carry that attack. Albion Park, they had that defeat to Paul Kembla. It's a bit of a setback, meaning a result here is all the more important for the White Eagles. But once again, um, I probably can't pick these, can't split these two sides. Nathan, what do you reckon? You played one of them last weekend and uh, your last two matches have actually been against these two sides. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting that both of these sides come into this weekend on the back of losses. You know, not many would have thought that would have been the case. For me, this game's the pick of the weekend. I mean, both team sheets, there's quality right across it. You know, in terms of player personnel, I, 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 can't, I can't split the two sides. But, you know, I, I, think, I think playing the two teams over the last two weeks, Albion Park, I, I'm not sure what, what's going on over there, but, you know, they, they didn't seem right on the weekend. You know, it's the, the players they had, they just, they, they, they weren't right. You know, playing Coromel the week before that, or you're, you're right, they haven't hit their straps, but, you know, I think there was more fluency in their game and, you know, they'll, they'll be ready, Coromel. I'm going to say Coromel in a thriller here. All right, a thriller. That's what the neutrals would like to hear at least. Blake, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Uh, no, they, like you said, they both came from some losses uh, the last weekend. Uh, like Nathan said, I think Albion Park just, uh, I don't know, they're missing something. Something's not clicking for them at the moment. Looking at their results, it's not the Albion Park that you kind of expect, I guess. Um, but Coromel at Coromel, they're good. They're, they're good at their own ground. They know how to play on their own ground. Um, and they've been a pretty big force in the last two years, you know. So, I mean, coming from them playing at their own ground and I feel like they're just a little bit more, I guess, developed in their game above Albion Park at the moment. I'd have to pick Coromel at their own ground. Uh, just mm. going off the pure fact that the last performance for Albion Park obviously aren't what they expected and what they, what they were prepared for. But, yeah, I'd pick Coromel over Albion Park this weekend. Mm. And the Rangers, of course, sacrificed a home game last weekend playing that one at Ian McLennan to try and get Memorial Park, which had been pretty soggy in the previous weeks due to the rain and the amount of games played on it. Uh, so hopefully come Sunday, it'll be uh, in in, solid, in a solid state. Josh, for the final tip of this podcast, what way are you going? Yeah, look, I'm going to kind of echo what both the lads have said there. Uh, watching Albion Park on the weekend... I mean, that was a pretty fiery clash. I'm sure Nathan would agree at times. It was a pretty fiery clash at times, but they looked visibly frustrated, the uh, White Eagles, at times. Um, whether decisions didn't go their way, tackles they didn't like, I'm not sure. They've also, a bit like Ford, they've had a bit of an interrupted off-season in terms of coaching and that kind of thing. Um, Goran Trajewski's come in. He's the acting coach at the moment. I'm not sure what his intentions are in terms of how long he'll be coached or if it's this year or next year. But look, he's um, he's happy with what they're doing. But you look at Coromel, there's too much class. And yeah, this hasn't quite clicked. As you guys said, they haven't quite hit their straps yet. But uh, I think on a home ground, especially if Van is in, I'd be, I'd be picking the Rangers to win. 
All right. Well, if Van plays, I'm going to go for a Coral win, but otherwise I'm sticking with the draw. So <laughs> we'll see you guys. Edging, but uh, edging your bets, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I might um, hold off till, till just for kickoff for that one. But this show has run its course. So, Josh, thank you very much for your time. Thanks as always, Dylan. And nice to meet you two, two lads as well. Nathan, thanks for your time and best of luck against the Sharks. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Loving what you're doing, reporting on the league. It's, it's awesome. Keep it up. No, I appreciate it, mate. And Blake, best of luck to you as well against the Rosellas and appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, Dylan. Appreciate it. Thanks for changing the time today. I really appreciate that. No, no, all good. I will, no, I will I say. I appreciate it. <laughs> Rough. No, I think it's, I, I will uh, even mention on the pod, he was training some goalkeepers down uh, on the South Coast. So fair play to that. That's good. Hopefully there's a, there's a rich tradition of South Coast players coming up and playing in the Illawarra Premier League and the Illawarra League. So uh, hopefully we see a few uh, South Coast names in between the sticks in the years ahead. But thank you all for listening. Please go and like and follow the IPL Informer on Facebook and Twitter. That's all from me, and until next time, enjoy the football.